Hello, and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin McClue. And Colin Cunningham. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, Um, happy anniversary. (laughs) And happy birthday fell out of the public domain, so or fell out of the private domain, so we're actually technically allowed to sing it now. So we can sing happy birthday. Yeah, it's too late. We only get one song (laughs) next year, next year. That's happy anniversary. Oh, yeah, but happy birthday. Is Wait, saying, do we have to pay for that? Uh, no. Oh, God, that might be in the public, do- private domain now, They don't too. deserve money for that. Come on, anybody <laughs> could come up with that They're song. They're long dead. I could um, accidentally come up with that song. So we watch two anniversary-based <laughs> films. There probably are a lot One of, One called like, uh, The Anniversary. There's probably a lot of birthday-based movies that are bad. Um, happy birthday to me. Nah, that's a great movie. Bloody b- bloody birthday. <laughs> what, about, kids? what about Happy Death Day? Oh, I like Happy Death Day. Okay. I yeah. haven't seen it. Um, but no, we're shaking it up this week and to celebrate our one year <laughs> to celebrate our one year anniversary uh we decided to have a q a all, all of us were married uh, yeah. one year one year ago today it's yeah, a legal binding that, that type of marriage is legal in canada mm-hmm. um so uh it is? yeah uh so we it had people now. um uh email and uh, tweet at us and send us their questions uh so let's get right in it into it let's get right into it (laughs) whoa okay that's a very canadian reading of that i I imagine like a body break let's go (laughs) what's the first question april all right who came up with the idea for this podcast um so i'm gonna give that one to justin because he actually uh approached me right it was me (laughs) (laughs) to quote my favorite film liar liar liar. (laughs) uh Yeah, I just wanted to do more podcasts that were movie related and I thought, oh, I could do one that people will click on because people love this kind of stuff. And I went, uh, it's going to be tough. I don't want to just make fun of movies. And I was like, oh, April is very good natured. Colin is more of a bad boy. <laughs> but he probably wants to get in on this too. Our idea, uh, my idea for it was actually different, which was it's supposed to be like a group of people and it would change every week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just kind of ended up us three because that's enough, I think. It's pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you had approached me and you were like, you want to do this and, you know, maybe call into sometimes and <laughs> yeah. then we'll have, like have like a rotating thing of guests, but that didn't really work out and then I... I realized Colin wanted to be on every episode so it was like oh so it's just yeah. like the three of us I was only gonna be I honestly uh I remember the first episode it was like I was so tired mm-hmm. and I was just like after watching the movies I'm like I'm just gonna go to bed you guys like take this one and then I kind of like powered through it you weren't but... gonna even be on the first episode no I just like <laughs> wow I don't, know, I don't know if I can do this Jim Kata. yeah <laughs> yeah you yeah, well my because my original idea is that the first podcast I ever did I would do was like five to twelve people holy shit and we would all sit in a circle and I would have a portable microphone and I would essentially guide <laughs> oh, people through it okay, okay and it actually worked out pretty well I didn't even edit it it's some episodes are still up wow. on a Podbean account yeah I Podbean? listened to some Mm. somewhere I think it was on YouTube or something and it was more kind of like a you could hear the other people in the room but it was like okay like this person what do you think about this mm-hmm. and then they would talk and yeah there is so one on, on so YouTube forth. on the Laser Blast Film Society page mm. oh. where a bunch of us watched Trancers and then talked about it so that one's still up up online that's funny mm. I mean there's like God knows there's thousands and thousands of podcasts I'm sure and like videos on YouTube just like dunking on bad movies mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most easy things to. I mean because like as a listener you can be like, oh, I don't need to watch the movie because they're just going to make some um, jokes and uh, bloofs about it. I just made yeah, a new word, yeah. bloofs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's good. I, I kind of like 
the the sort of well, it's not like a big twist or anything, but just sort of uh, finding the positives mm-hmm. and talking more about the the kind of background of the movie, like who did it, and, yeah, uh, who was in it, and you know, yeah. And there's plenty of podcasts and, out there, and you know, YouTube shows or whatever that just kind of go through the plot point by point. And uh, we try not to do yeah. that, even though we do do it a little bit. But you know, we don't just want to repeat that things that other people have done. Want to kind of leave you wanting to see the movie yes. and not knowing yeah. every single thing that happens in the movie um i was gonna call it how did this get to be the worst but april's like no i don't (laughs) think so no justin did come up with the with the name Mm -hmm. i think it was there's no such thing yeah there's no such thing based on my favorite movie there's nothing out there uh, directed by (laughs) wolf konefsky uh which I found out later there's another podcast called There's No Such Thing as a Fish. Okay. I have oh. no idea what it is, but it's way more popular than ours. <laughs> well, <laughs> first of all, I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It's British. and uh, Yeah, of course there is. Other people have said, like, I wonder if that's where they got the name for their podcast. Nope. Never heard of it. I have no idea it. what I've it is. I've never heard of it until um, now. Yeah. It's a thing. All, all right. right. So, next question. Uh April, how much yes. editing goes into an episode of No Such Thing as a Bad Movie? Well, not very much. Um, <laughs> You're so supposed to say that. I edit all the episodes, and originally when we first started, because, uh, well, me and Colin had never been on a podcast before, so there was a little more, like, rearranging things and, like, oh, let's go back and talk about this, but that was really just, like, for the first, like, few episodes. Now it's literally just taking out that sound wait did you guys go and record more stuff to add into the episode no oh. <laughs> but like the first yeah one, justin's a real yeah. dummy no, yeah we did <laughs> no we asked with silence <laughs> <if you laughs> agree. We, yeah we asked we asked we asked <laughs> questions right, and then justin? use your responses to like answer <laughs> <Yeah>. them <laughs> like yeah. really horrific things like oh my mm-hmm. god who's this justin no man? like there was like a couple of things that like oh I, that would make sense <laughs> like earlier i moved it but like that was like the first episode really mm-hmm. everything else is just sometimes <laughs> there's mic taps and um occasionally uh we, yeah that that sound that sound which april hates because she has to like listen to the podcast on that's basically all headphones. i'm doing is listening to it and taking out that i, I do like a thing where i go like uh, when i'm trying to say something which is something i never realized before i think it's I, called vocal fry i do uh i do uh, wait you never is, knew yeah, you had right. vocal fry until now no yeah Ooh. and i do the uh, I do. Baby? No, I do. It's like I'm, I'm like kind of agreeing when someone's talking. About it. It's a bit it's of a whimper. It's a whimper. It's because I raise a fist to Colin, and he gets a little bit scared. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, Justin will sometimes start, and then he messes up what he's saying, and then I have to cut that out. I mean, we're all human here, people. And I do um, <laughs> speak for yourself. I do. Oh my god! And then what a lot a twist. of a lot of like. Like when I first started, I was like. actually cutting out likes and I was cutting out time. But as we got better at it, we just are tighter now. You, you, know, you know, like, yes. like you know, like, and that is it's like a pet peeve of mine when I hear people say that. And but you do it all the time. You don't realize how much you do it, and you listen to the podcast. And you're like, oh my! I don't think it's a Canadian God. thing either. I think it's no, just no, 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 no. April, have you noticed anything. any phrases that we say over and over again? Because I added a podcast as well, and the like, uh, and I mean, and you know, think, yeah, Colin, and you know. Colin says, "Well, I have to say," <laughs> says that a lot. Um, but I can't think of anything else off the top of my head right now. Um, I, l- I say Sometimes a lot, I go, um, I just want to say that's yeah. something I say. Or, uh, you know what I find really fascinating? <laughs> I say that a lot because you're, you're, you're waiting. That's your transition. And you're also like, okay, let me gather my thoughts before I actually say what I have to say. Well, there's like, yeah. it's... <laughs> 
Here, I'm saying it again. Jesus Christ. It's okay. You you want to take a little break before you kind of gather your thoughts. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. and so you, you say, it's kind of like, and then yeah. you think for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's kind of like. Yeah. Um, Colin uh, has little mini strokes. So we'll just have to wait them out. You don't hear them any of them because April edits them all out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also funny. it takes uh, about the. It's a little longer than the episode length. So if it's an hour long episode, it may take me like an hour and fifteen minutes to edit it. It doesn't take very long, and then the extra time is just compressing it, posting it. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to post stuff to YouTube. So I hope our uh, thirty followers appreciate it on uh, <laughs> subscribers you on YouTube. S- have we even officially announced that we're on yeah, YouTube? Really? I have. I have. Before. I gotta retweet. You that know what? It something. has happened to me. Like I remember, I was at a job during the weekend, and I'm like, I can use YouTube. And I was like, like listening to audio commentaries. I just typed audio commentary, and whatever popped up, I listened to. Really? Sure, I'll listen to the aliens one with James Cameron again. <laughs> Some people, that's just how they consume media, and mm. that's fine. They're plugged into like Neuromancer directly into yeah. YouTube and nothing else. <laughs> Neuromancer. <laughs> Sorry, like, Mona Lisa uh, Overdrive from like uh, 1984 mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> You remember the they had a, a video game on the Commodore sixty four. It was a Neuromancer game. I, no, I've never owned a Commodore sixty four. I don't think me and April were born at that point. Okay, well, I remember <laughs> I playing it back in the day. It was like a sort of point and click adventure mm-hmm. game. Soundtrack by Devo. Whoa! And all the ads on the like Commodore sixty four user, and they had like, oh, get Neuromancer soon to be a Hollywood motion picture. <laughs> nice. Would, were you excited by like sequel games to movies that you like? You're like, ooh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Atlantis or that Blade Runner game that came out? Oh, the Blade Runner game. Uh, well, that was actually, I guess it was kind of a sequel to the first movie. Yeah, it was. Right. I, I did, that was kind of past the point where I'd stopped playing uh, PC games. So mm. I kind of missed out. And I'm honestly, it just got remastered mm-hmm. and uh, re-released. Like I'm talking within the last week or so. Yeah, this episode is brought to you by the Blade Runner game. <laughs> Check it out. It can be played on your PC now, on modern PCs. Mm. I Um, I never had the patience for adventure games. I uh, watched somebody play them. Oh, I loved... Really? That was my my bread and jam. You're like, you get Sierra Magazine, and you're like, oh man, what are they going to release next? The very first game I ever played on my PC, my dad worked for IBM, Mm -hmm. and he got me an IBM PC Junior when I was a kid. And Aww. King's Quest was the very first game. Oh my god! I what had. a hellish game! What oh, is the King's it. Quest one that like at the end you have to like go through like a forest or something like that, and you can die instantly? And you have can to always die. That was the that was Ugh. the thing about Sierra games is you could always die for doing stupid things. Not even stupid things. Just I like, once played an adventure game. It was called Eric the Unready, and it was a pretty famous one. And I <laughs> ended up in an outhouse, and the rope dropped, and I couldn't get out, and I hadn't saved. Oh, and I'm no. like, so I'm in a dead end, and there's no like restarts. Yeah. Yeah, that's Oof. like it's very cruel. <laughs> very cruel. <laughs> that was that was a, a thing about the Sierra games is you could you could die for things that weren't even your fault. Mm-hmm. It's like how would I know that just going right here at this right time would would kill me? The Sierra still exists. What happened to them? I don't think so. Uh, where am I going to get my Leisure Suit Larry fix? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's like a Kickstarter for <laughs> the guy who created. April that game. is looking at us with a glazed over expression. I remember a Leisure yeah, Suit Larry, Larry my friend, for uh, adults. Yeah, it's for adults <laughs> only. And my friend brought it over, and he's like, "I don't know if we can play it on your PC Junior because it's like <laughs> it's kind of a lower end IBM PC, mm-hmm. and we, you know, I could get it working the odd time, but I felt like there know, wasn't even any nudity in the Leisure Suit Larry games, was there? No. It was kind of they would censor it they would they put like black <laughs> like the bars whole game over. would build up to that moment yeah yeah but it was like this text parser 
computer and mm-hmm. you could never understand anything. Mm. And I, I felt like I was playing a porno. I was like, you know, <laughs> couldn't play yeah, like the volume down low. Yeah, well, the volume like. <laughs> You're like, what are you touch playing? her boob. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, Sorry. <laughs> we're, we're getting a little too much into boobs. Um, is there a movie uh, of any genre or year that you or anyone in the group likes, loves, and will openly defend, even though the general consensus uh, has ruled that it's not a good movie. April. X-Men Apocalypse. I think it's a really great movie. <laughs> I know it's a bad movie. I, get, like, I haven't seen it, so I can't it's say really anything. It's really funny. Like, it's, it's so, so cheesy, and yet, like... I'm on board the whole thing. Like I cried at the end. The both time, both times I watched it. <laughs> she told me that I couldn't believe both it. Times, we, you we were in the room when it, the we second were, time. We watched it together. I saw it in theaters. Did you have like 3D glasses on? You like, <laughs> yeah. And oh, you man. saw it alone in an empty theater, right? No, I went with my sister, and we had a great time, and we laughed at it. Were but, you an X Men uh, yeah. kid? Yeah, I, well, Did I like the cartoon. Um, yeah. all Morph. When Morph left the series, I wasn't interested anymore. <laughs> Who the fuck is Morph? He was only in the first two episodes, oh. and he was a character that they only made to be Wolverine's best friend, who could then get killed. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, you guys don't remember that? I guess I'm uh, a real X Men. I never watched yeah. the the cartoon. It's great, but I love the movies, and that was like the the movies like took a turn where they were just like so they're like self referential at that point. There's like a moment a real Deadpool. It's like in the past, I think, and they meet like young Jean Grey and young Cyclops meet Wolverine, and he runs away. He's like feral, and they're like. Well, hope we don't run into him again. Oh, and they God. look right at the camera. Uh, it's, it's and then they it's wink. Really funny. Yeah. And they and then they go, uh, "Was that good, Brian?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. For some reason, I enjoy that. Where I don't enjoy stuff like that in other movies, but I liked it. The other one that I think is generally a good movie is the Mortal Kombat movie. I like don't even think like it's a bad movie. Ooh, like, I watched it a few I weeks ago. Good. It's real bad. It's real bad. I, love I, it. I, I I'm not gonna. I saw it twice. I'm an Annihilation Man myself. I, I saw oh, it twice. On. I saw the first one twice in the theater. I thought it was, but there was nothing else like it. Like there never, wasn't I guess Super Mario Brothers, but that was like I knew it was bad. Like mm-hmm. this isn't good. The effects are terrible. Did you know it terrible. made mil? It was a box office success. Massive. It made yeah, millions. It was really big. I, I just watched a video on it the other day, and it showed like what came out. And it was like number one, and know what it was up against is Disclosure. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it beat Disclosure. You know what? Mortal Kombat I Annihilation think. would be a great one for this uh, a show. And we could do okay. it with another video yeah, game. Yeah, I've, I've seen. I, I can't remember if I've seen it or not. That's like an in, like a. It's like a mind fuck of a we terrible do a, movie. Uh, another sequel to a video oh, game. To a video movie. game movie, like House of the Dead Two. Or oh, something. that's a directed uh, yeah. <laughs> TV movie. Um, Unlike the first House of nope. the Dead, which oh, was like my friend said he saw House of the Dead in theaters and it ended and someone went boo <laughs> and everybody applauded. <laughs> That's that's what I like to to hear. That person, I mean, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, is like Paul W. Sanderson's heart is in the right place. But like as Robin, uh, <laughs> Robin Shu, it said, like I've seen interviews with him. He's like he just didn't know how to shoot action. That's like he hired he, all these Hong Kong guys. Yeah, and the, like he the, would shoot them in masters. The and, first one is good. <laughs> and like it's when was the last time you saw it? It's really weirdly structured. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Uh, maybe, maybe like 10 years ago, but <laughs> I, I saw it a ton as a kid. Yeah. I loved it. And it's not dated at all. I'm, I saw it 25 okay, years ago. Yeah, but just because something has dated VFX doesn't make it no, bad. I, it know? actually has some really fun VFX. I like that. Um, Goro? Yeah, Goro is amazing. Hey, that's, that's special effects. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and like Scorpion has a skull head and he gets <laughs> right. exploded by fire and they teleport. I'm just talking yeah. about like Reptile when Reptile yes. was yes. Oh, oh that my was God. Yeah, so like Goro level. looks amazing. He looks so good. And the visual effects is like a little like CG, like you would see them in the YTV commercials. It is one of the The worst. Just the CG in that movie is so bad. But like Goro fights and he moves. That's a a Tom Woodruff is under there. Yeah, looking at that today. um, It was like an animatronic. Yeah. Top half. Yeah. yeah, And then a guy at the bottom. And, uh, but like, I still think that this is like the only good video game movie. Prove me wrong, people. And I'm talking about movies that played in theaters. I think it might be the only successful one. And I think it's the only one that can be considered good. I I will vouch for this movie. I don't don't know if it's good, but it's probably the the best. best. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, probably. I'm trying to think. Like, the problem with video game movies is that anybody who makes a video game film. They usually want to pull away from what people liked about the original. Like, look at Mario Brothers, right? Or basically anything. Yeah. I mean, I watched Assassin's I watched Super Creed. Mario Brothers the movie a hundred times as a kid. I saw it once and I hated it because <laughs> I was. Oh, I hated what it as well. But I watched it over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, I saw it in the no. theater. Uh, like even something like Silent Hill, where Christoph Gans oh, really yeah. loved the property. He did the dumbest mistake ever, which is he overexplains everything. And listening to his commentary track that he does on the French Blu-ray, uh, it was all the studio's fault, essentially. He's like, oh, okay. I don't like the Sean Bean it's uh, usually the case. scenes. And they mm-hmm. forced me to do it because they said, you can't have a film that stars only women. Because his original what? idea was that it was going to be only women. Like, those were the only people you would see in the movie. There's some really creepy parts in that movie. Mm-hmm. And it, I, there I, is. Like, I, I have to rewatch it. Yeah, I feel like you his know, heart's with, in the right place. I, I feel like with a with a re-edit, yeah, it, it could. There's some maybe... fan cuts of it where they cut out that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Or like I hear him talk like, oh, originally in the film Silent Hill, there's like a really long flashback that looks like a Super Eight kind of thing, really mm-hmm. cliche. He's like, oh, I want it to be like a Technicolor kind of like musical. So it looks like an old timey film that came out in the fort. I'm like, that's great. Where he talks about at the end, all the pyramid heads were supposed to burst into the church mm-hmm. and use different weapons on all the people. Oh, and okay. when he got to that scene, they were like, we don't have the money for it. So Aww. you have to figure something out. And womp, that's womp. why it sucks. <laughs> that's too bad. Which is, it seems to be the case with a lot of video game movies mm-hmm. is it, budget plays a huge, a huge issue, you know? Um, I, I think that if there's a movie that I love that was critically panned at the time, it's my man, Bruno's. Hudson Hawk. Oh my God. Oh man. I think we've talked about this before. We talked about it. So we'll move on, but like love, love my Hawk. Like I've seen that, I think probably like six times in the theater. In the theater. theater. Well, maybe I should watch it because I have no idea what it's about and we could do a Patreon episode. If you, if you did it one more time, Bruce Willis himself would show up to do the return of Bruno. He's like, how's it going? I'm going to play a show for you in your, in your living room. Did we talk about like <laughs> Bruce Willis doesn't act anymore? Uh, no, yeah. he shows up. He shows up, <laughs> prop up his corpse. You know that like on the DVD of Hudson Hawk, there's an interview with Bruce Willis about the movie, and he's at a piano. He's like, I don't know why it didn't succeed. Oh no, are you kidding? That's adorable. But is he Randy Newman? Yeah. Nobody goes. I don't know why it didn't succeed. It's like harmonica. It's like, why? Can you put the harmonica down? It's like, nope, nope. All right, Colin, what's your movie? Okay, 
now that you mentioned Hudson Hawk, I'm buckle I'm, up. I'm jealous that <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't put Hudson Hawk. I will say uh, the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Ooh, I just watched that recently uh, for a Patreon episode of the Important Cinema Club. I was obsessed with that movie. Really? When it came out, were you like you're you're all about an Andrew Dice Man? I loved Clay. Andrew Dice Clay at that time, and it was <laughs> like, like his whole shtick was that he was sexist, he hated minorities, and the handicapped. Go around and I guess you're a kid. You don't people. know. Oh, wait, how old know. were you? <laughs> no, it was like in in high school or something okay, like yeah. that. Do you like think it's a good movie, or you like you love it? Ah, uh, I don't you like it a lot. Quite no, I, I don't know. It's so in, it's one of those movies where you sort of love it from the beginning so you you don't know i think i loved it through my transition of knowing what andrew dice clay was bad or just like what was a a, a good a, bad a movie. good bad movie well I, the, the amazing thing about the adventures of ford fairlane is that like rennie harlan showed up to make a real movie mm-hmm. like he directs the shit out of that film and the funny thing is it's speaking of hudson hawk that film was written by daniel waters who also wrote hudson hawk Really? So it has that same kind of vibe. So there's weird contrasting tones because Daniel Waters is in on the joke. Right. Andrew Dice Clay is not, and neither is Rennie Harlan. They think this is the coolest thing in the world. Okay, okay. So it's kind of an amazing, I guess, like bad movie in that those sensibilities are kind of like hitting up against each other. I love when that happens. Sometimes it's like, you know, uh, the writer is like a bit subversive Mm -hmm. and like somebody doesn't get it. Yeah. And then it's like this weird sneak stuff in. Wait, what's right? Do you have a Rennie Harlan accent for me? Uh, yeah, I actually met him. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. Uh, we were bidding. Yeah. We were bidding on Driven, mm. which is the. T- I haven't seen it. We yeah. may have to watch it for this podcast. But it was the Sylvester Stallone movie. Uh, shot, he drives. Shot in Toronto, mm. and uh, that he wrote as well. Uh, <laughs> sure, I, he did. I think Sylvester so Stallone wrote it. He wrote the script. It he was writes called, a lot of stuff or ghosts. Like he gets people to write it, and then he I put see. it under his name. Well, yeah. when we got the script, it was called Champs. <laughs> <laughs> It's yes. about three lovable puppy yeah, dogs. It was like <laughs> champs. And uh, yeah, so it was going to be shot in Toronto. We were bidding on the effects. And then. Champs <laughs> Rennie, is like a sporting goods store. Yeah, I, whatever. Champions, I <laughs> yeah, guess, yeah. or something. So then uh, Rennie Harlan comes in the office, and we're supposed to. He had all these companies bidding on the effects for it. We had to do this, uh, add a CG car mm-hmm. into a shot. And then. He's really, really tall. He's like, I don't know, six foot five or something. Mm-hmm. And he has this long golden hair. He looks like a douchebag and he's mm. got this beard. And then somebody. <laughs> Whoa, slagging off on Randy like, Harlan. Yeah, one, our boss goes like, hey, Manny, like, what's it going to take for us to get the job? And then he's just like, yeah, whatever. Whoever does the best CG car is going to get the job. <laughs> and then they take him. Uh, so they go to the screening because back then we didn't have like digital projectors mm-hmm. or anything. So we had to take him. We had to get our test printed out as a film. We had taken to a theater to show him. And apparently I didn't see it, but he was yelling at his assistant the entire time. Uh, not even watching? Not even watching. Mm. Yelling at his assistant because he hadn't taken his dog to the, to the groomer. Rennie Harlan oh is like a cockroach in the sense that he's had so many failures. And like, you know where he is now? In China, directing movies. And he had a massive failure, like a mega budget, $100 million film that tanked at the box office. It's crazy how like you can, it takes a lot Failing to upwards. kill a, a directing career. A white guy. If you're a white man, if you've, yes. had one, yeah. if you've had one hit, mm-hmm. like a big box uh, office d- hit. Da, you remember Dream Child? Yeah, I remember. No, uh, Dream uh, Warriors. Cliffhanger. <laughs> yes. 
All right. Okay, next question. Is there a movie that you loved so much when you first saw it and you're not reluctant to view it again for fear that it may diminish the feeling towards it or fear that it may tarnish the initial viewing experience? Um, so we got this question when we were on vacation in Chicago, me and Colin, and uh, we both agreed, or at least my answer would be Blade Runner 4029. 2049. <laughs> Blade <laughs> Runner 2049. I loved it, um, but I have not seen it again. And Nor we had the, such the perfect experience because we saw it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. We went at like 11 a.m. in the morning <laughs> and it was just full of like, you know, people who were very respectful. Not many people there, though. Super quiet. I thought it was full. I couldn't remember. We, it, uh, it was they uh, we were late getting in and everybody was waiting outside in the lobby. Yeah. And oh, then they right. finally let us in and it was maybe like a third full or and something. And it was one of those IMAXs where they add like extra feet to the top and the bottom of the screen. Yeah. So it, was it was super like, tall. It had been shot in a... Uh, weird format so like if you saw it in IMAX you would get extra footage on the top and the bottom that nobody else would get if you saw it in just like a regular theater I really liked it but it's a very cerebral and a very slow movie and it's it might be one of those movies where you're just like "Ah, I'm just not in the mood today Mm -hmm. and and then you may never watch it again I would love to watch it again Blade Runner's like that and I like uh, I purchased it as soon as it came out on iTunes and there was like a sale what 2049 2049 I'm like the original I'm buying this like 4k Mm -hmm. I already am like Blade Runner but we got like a 4K TV and blah, blah, blah. And I've been using every excuse not to watch it. So. I love Blade Runner 2049. I, and like, this is coming as someone who, on the record, uh, don't I don't like enjoy the, the original one. Blade Runner. This is what yeah. I've heard a lot of people yeah. say. Mm-hmm. But I love the, it takes like a lot of the stuff that the original uh, used, especially mm-hmm. like the loser hero. Because like Ryan Gosling is constantly failing in that movie. Oh yeah. He's supposed to be the best. But the movie understands what that means and it's like, oh, it's not his story. It doesn't prop mm-hmm. him up as the greatest thing ever. No. In fact, it plays with that trope, yeah. which is he think, oh, am I the special Oh my person? God, I'm, I'm the chosen Could I be? one. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not, yeah. yeah. I think Harrison Ford has more character in that movie. He showed up for Blade Runner 2049. He, uh, he was acting. Yeah. I mean, probably because they just let him wear whatever he was wearing on the day. <laughs> this is really funny. Yeah, he's wearing that gray t-shirt and yeah, then uh, yeah. my friend Jim pointed out that like was it some interview that he wore recently or something and he's wearing the exact same mm-hmm. outfit not only the t-shirt but like the pants and the shoes he showed up in that and they're like yeah you can wear and that Jim said, pants. and Jim said wow he's wearing his Blade Runner 24, 2049 costume he's cosplaying <laughs> okay so the one that I loved was Harrison Ford's Firewall no that's no. true <laughs> But that is the film that my friend, uh, who shall remain nameless, who wears a fedora. Um, You know who I'm talking about. Does does his name rhyme with... Eater Greeter Schmablowski. Yeah, Harrison Ford saw him in that uh, hat and he went, ah, nice hat, kid. And that's why it's been stapled to his head. Really? Is that why? Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm glad I can steal that story from him. Speaking of Harrison Ford, so uh, my friend Spaz worked at ILM, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I told you this, but he was there. I like how you're, like, whispering it and no one else can hear. Secret story. Uh, He was working late at ILM one night, and I guess this is, like, 1989, Mm. before the release of uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, so I guess they must have been doing, like, a photo shoot with Sean Connery and Indian or Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford <laughs> Indiana Jones and like George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. And so he was like going to the bathroom mm-hmm. and turned a corner and bumped into Harrison Ford in costume as Indiana Jones. <laughs> yep. And oh, then Harrison crazy. Ford's like, like the doobie fell out of his, yeah, he's like, oh. his lips. <laughs> and then he said, and then Spaz, he's like, you know, me call. He's like, I'm never speechless. But he goes, I was just staring. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, 
you're working here kind of late. Yeah, and, and Harrison Ford like, is like, are you the spaz that worked on the <laughs> morphing effects on Terminator 2? He's like, I thought you got banned from the ranch. <laughs> but, he's like, but that was the story, and I'm just like, I would have died. Like, can you, you imagine? Harrison Ford? Well, the place was empty. In costume. In costume. Do you think Indiana that Harrison Jones. Ford does those uh, cameo things and he'll show up as Indiana Jones? All right. For your birthday Whose party? birthday party is it? <laughs> So like, hey, not, your Harrison Ford sounds a lot like Homer Simpson. He's like, yeah, he does. I'm not very good at balloon animals. Yeah, but it's like Harrison, it's like the Homer Simpson when like uh, Dan Castellano was doing like, um, was it like Walter it the Matthau? Matthau? It was like the first yeah. two seasons. Would you like to go for some crusty chocolate milkshake? When I read this question, I was trying to think of anything, but I watched so many movies that there's not really any that I'm like, I don't want to watch this again because it'll ruin my image of what it used to be. Mostly my experience is going, oh, this is better than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. It's very rare that I'm like, "Ah, what was I thinking when I saw this the first time? Uh, And most of the films that I liked nostalgically as a kid, like Little Monster, uh, the Howie Mm. Mandel film, is just terrible. To be honest, I don't spend a lot of time re-watching new movies. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time watching... Mortal Kombat. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Rewatching things from my childhood that I really like. And then, oh, because we watched like The Craft recently. Colin had never seen it. And I was like, oh, man... That's like from my childhood. Mm. I watched it all Does the time. Does it hold up? Totally. I loved it. What about Practical Magic? Which oh, I, which I, I would that always movie. get confused with the craft. Yes. Yes, <laughs> queen. It was like a witchploitation wave at a certain point. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Witches were hot at a certain time in the 90s. And that was on Amazon Prime. And I was like, Colin, we got to watch you know Practical what? Magic. I've never seen uh, The Craft. It's That's, good. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's a one, teen movie. It's one of those things. It's like kind of like a clueless type movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be good for like teen kids. Well, yeah, teen I, girls. I was <laughs> like teen kids. I think I was like in grade six or five or something and watched it like on a sleepover. And mm. it's got some serious and it was like, like themes playing in Leisure it. Suit Larry. You're like, ooh, turn the volume down. There's this like, is the there's, there's suicide. There's yeah. you know um, bugs. There's the violence. Like it's mm. scary there, for a little, little kid. And watching it, I I, I was like. I could totally see why this would appeal to to, to, yeah, yeah. to young girls and like uh, teens and stuff like that. But even like the effects, some of them were not that bad, good. right? Mm-hmm. It holds. This was like the '90s, and you're like, oh, the cusp of CG. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when I watch the big hit, and I'm like seamless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far as like new movies, like I don't really rewatch them generally unless I'm like, oh, I loved it. You know, <laughs> that was a joke that I hope uh, longtime <laughs> listeners know that Colin worked on the big hit, I a did. film that I, I saw to- on. TBS endlessly, <laughs> specifically Colin Shot, which they put in every commercial. Oh, the flipping car. Oh, the flipping car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, how did I know as a young 10-year-old Justin, one day I'll meet the man who put that together. Yeah. I remember I, uh, I would go on set for that for that shoot. Mm-hmm. Met, Marky Mark? We met Marky Mark. We had to give him direction. And this is uh, just as Boogie Nights was playing at mm-hmm. TIFF. Um, and we hadn't seen it yet, so he wasn't really anybody other than like the music stuff. So, mm-hmm. feeling, yeah, I guess. Still, and I didn't know anything about him. So, but uh, the the one memory I have was being laughed at by, I think, what's her name, Christina Applegate. Mm. Yeah, and I came on set. And you I was told wearing, me. <laughs> I was wearing some like. I don't know why. You were just wearing your regular clothes. I was wearing, <laughs> She's like, look at this dweeb. I remember I came on set and I was wearing these like biker boots and like <laughs> these 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 jeans and I was wearing this. And you like, had like a leather jacket that said Dice Man <laughs> on the back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Or is it Dice Rules? No, it's like some big green shirt that I got in LA as a joke. And it had like these just gigantic 70s collar like on the shirt. And I walked Disco on. Disco collar doesn't it was advertise. so cool. I remember I just came on set like, yeah, what shot are we shooting? And then she Wait, just. giant platform shoes too. And you're like, did. I can't get the goldfish out and of she it. Just, she just like burst out laughing. Oh, okay. Oh, and I she looked laughed over. at you. She was just like covering her mouth like, oh. <laughs> You have like, photos of that? That would be amazing to see. No, I don't. I have oh. a picture, a photo of her laughing. At no, me. no, no, of you in costume because I want to laugh at it. You know, it's a pic. Yeah, it's a picture of me crying and <laughs> she's laughing in the background at me. Oh. Uh, okay. Next question. Oh yeah, this next question is perfect for Colin. <laughs> what is your favorite movie that would now be considered problematic? Definitely Soul Man. No, that's not true. <laughs> What do you mean? Uh, what, what, what about you, April? Well, uh, Ace Ventura is yeah, a big one. Yeah, that would one. be mine, too. I um, love Ace Ventura. Yeah, it's very transphobic. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, uh, I re-watched it actually recently because I was like, does it hold up? Um, I was I was laughing. It's still funny, but the ending, it's very cringy. And like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's. it's it's not just that there's also like bad impressions of mentally handicapped people in it. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's stuff that doesn't necessarily age well, Mm -hmm. but I think overall it's still a funny movie. I still, (laughs) I still like it. I still really like it. Speaking out of your asshole. That's hilarious. It offends no one. That is timeless. Fine, But I mean, in regards to this question, like, there's there's lots of movies that are problematic, and I don't think that means that you can't you shouldn't watch them, that you can't watch them, that you can't like them. Just use it as an opportunity to start a dialogue. Think about what you're watching. You'll pry yeah. Birth of a Nation from my cold dead hands. <laughs> well, have you seen the new one? No, I oh, that is also problematic for a whole other uh, slew of reasons. See, I think that we need to actually, if you think it's problematic, I think you should watch it because then you can form an opinion about why it's problematic mm. and how you feel about it and like uh, another one that I think is an amazing movie is Silence of the Lambs um, and that was protested when it came out as not just like all transphobic but just like homophobic and painting um, you know gay people as serial killers mm-hmm. and I do think that does hold some water like I <laughs> I was recently like editing a video that involved like a like a, a drag queen like on stage like doing a show and like a coworker came in and was like oh that's B- Buffalo Bill Silence of the Lambs and it's like so it's still affecting like our culture today. Well, yeah, you know? the, the issue is that if it was released like now it would probably have less of an issue but because it was released then in a vacuum where there was nothing this was exactly. it it's the it's the apu problem right yeah. which is like oh apu is not a racist stereotype that's and it's the like, only representation but that's the only representation yeah. that they have well i remember like paul verhoven got taken to task for basic instinct mm-hmm. when it, when that came out and that was being shot in san now, francisco why, why is that uh because uh, again crazy lesbian crazy lesbian oh, yeah, escape person and, and that was the, that the only representation they're, they're or cruising as well but was the same problem. Like she's barely a lesbian in that movie. But she, I think oh, that's wait, what no, people. That's right, she that totally scene in the bathroom. Okay, I forgot. Yeah. But the thing was, and I remember watching the behind the scenes, and he had to have like a town meeting, like a town mm-hmm. hall, and Paul Verhoeven has to explain himself, like why you know to all these gay people saying like this is the only representation we have on screen, and we're always like portrayed as like crazy. It's serial true, killers. and there is more representation now of of 
uh, you know, people in the LGBT community mm-hmm. that it are not just villains yeah. or uh, sissies or jokes or sidekicks, you know, and we need more of that. But I, I think it's not even at the point yet where, like, when you see that, you're like, ah, it's still falling into those cliches that have, like, yes. perpetuated forever. It still sure, needs yeah. to be better in general. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say for me, Blazing Saddles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is like an I don't think <laughs> nobody would touch that script today. Like no, nobody. Yeah. But I think the film is aware of what it's doing. Yeah. Oh, it is. Even though that it, it is a white guy behind the scenes. Yeah, but. of course, of yes, course. But I think it's poking fun <laughs> at. It's not a racist movie. It's, no, it's, no, no, it's no, 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 no. Fun at uh, uh, conventions of those. Sure, types of sure. Movies and I'm like just that. sort of saying, like, that's something that could not be made today. No, it was made because Mel Brooks was it had a lot of power. Yeah, but that's, and people yeah. didn't care. And that's, that's of not, the time. And, and it's not because like, oh, well, PC culture's out of control. You couldn't make <laughs> no, 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 you, no, no, you no, couldn't no. make Blazing Saddles today. Not the case at all. That's of its time. Yeah. Like exactly. in a lot of these movies that you're talking about, you know, like. A disclosure. That was my other one because that's mm. one of my favorite movies. And now, now that I look Not at a it, good movie. I mean, disclosure is very problematic oh, in the ways prob- that people would watch it now and be like, "I don't see what the problem is," because it is yeah. so like ingrained in you know culture, the culture uh, of the time, especially. I found the the way that VR was portrayed was very problematic, <laughs> very, offensive. <laughs> very yeah. offensive. It could not be made today. But yeah, I think I just want to say I think you can still enjoy something even if it has no, bad it, things in it. And I never would say nobody should watch this movie because mm-hmm. you could also say like Fight Club is problematic because it ingrained a, a, a toxic masculinity in a generation of men. Maybe, but, but I think, we should study that movie and and talk about why. I think that was them misunderstanding misunderstanding the movie. The movie exactly, yeah. a lot of men watched totally that agree. movie and didn't get past the point. Like, oh man, they looked at it as like blood sport. Yeah, they but, thought but that's it, how you should I mean, live your life. Speaking of every Paul Verhoeven movie ever <laughs> yes, made, exactly. It's like when. Even something like RoboCop, Paul yeah. Verhoeven was like, why would you put a statue up of RoboCop? Like, yes. Did you see the movie? Uh, yeah, It's a it... satirization of... Or Starship of, Troopers. Of, yeah. Which yes. when it came out, people were like, ah, this pro-war like propaganda. I don't even <laughs> think people got to that point yeah. where it was like, this isn't a satire. What are you talking about? It's just like an yeah. action movie. And then there's like the... the I fucking love that movie, by the way. Oh, it's a perfect Neil Patrick Harris showing up in Nazi <laughs> regalia. And he's like, and nobody gets it. And they're just like, like, oh, well, this that, is awesome. You were around when that came out. Was no one talking about that at the time? Well, of or? course. I saw it like mm-hmm. uh, many times in the theater. Yeah. And nobody got it. And Aww. then my friend was like, yeah, there's that one point, you know, when they're, uh, the newscaster is going, some say that the bugs are angry with us because we invaded their like yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty much, and he's like, that's it right there. That's mm-hmm. the movie in a nutshell. And everyone forgets that line. Paul Verhoeven on the commentary track is like, I, I wanted to make it more clear that the asteroid that struck Earth was actually um, the Earth that did it to like yeah. give yes. them a reason to go to war. Well, it's <laughs> just like, like, I think I didn't make that clear enough. Yeah. And it's like pretty much what the newscaster is saying. It's just like, hey, we're Nazi Germany. We invaded yeah. like Poland. And that's, well, that's what, and uh, they're complaining. Paul that, Verhoeven always wanted to do that. He kind of did it with Soldier of Orange, but he felt he right. hadn't done it right. And the fact that he was able to make Starship Troopers with a massive budget with yeah. state-of-the-art yeah, special and effects. he made it right. It's the audience that, for some reason, they didn't did get not. it. They did not. Which is insane, because I saw it 
like only like mm. five years ago or something. So I didn't see when it came out, but it was, was very clear to me. Every propaganda video, it's like arm your kid with a gun and they're like squashing. <laughs> I'm bugs doing my part. Stuff. It was, yeah. it was funny. <laughs> so I was working. So at, so someone obvious. pointed out that at the end when uh, Catherine Van Dien's like, you want to live forever? All the soldiers are much younger than they were before. Yeah. The oh, idea yeah. that like all the older kids have, have been killed. Yeah. He's indoctrinated. Fresh meat the, for the, the grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so wonderful. I did a, I remember I did a uh, spoof video. I was working at a place called core at the time and i did a kind of uh, uh starship troopers-esque kind of like spoof propaganda video for the company mm-hmm. but uh uh they actually had like copies of uh is it like uh reifenstahl's triumph of the will triumph of the and will. i used like footage from oh, that really? and i'm like oh my God. yeah it is it's exactly like that like it, they couldn't make it more obvious and mm-hmm. so many people just did satire not, didn't not, see it i mean I, paul verhoeven i don't think yeah i mean he was probably like, ah, I got it over on you guys, but it was never going to be a massive success unless people watched it like straight. Yeah. yeah. And people, I think there was like a weird feeling where, but you know what? Eventually it took, it, it was a big enough hit to spawn four sequels and endless mm-hmm. animated series. Yeah. So like a, people like, are taking it straight. They're not taking it as satire. And apparently it's being remade. Yeah. Cause the sequels kind of took it. Yeah. We need to get Ooh. back to Robert A. Heinlein's yeah. uh, fascist the mech suits. Story. Oh, like, uh, um, oh, fuck. What was the, uh, the sequel was directed by Phil Tippett. Yeah. It's number real two. Bad. It's really bad. Uh, and the third one was directed by Ed Newmeyer. <clears throat> well, that's right. Which was actually it's okay. Okay, yeah, not good. No. Uh, and so was that your answer, Paul? The films of Paul Verhoeven? <laughs> uh, no, that's not my answer. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go with you guys. I don't remember. Ace Ventura would have been what I would have said. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the next. Uh, I would have said Soul Man. The, the next. <laughs> the next like three or four questions are kind of like all related. Um, yeah, they're very similar. They're very similar, but they're slightly different. So what's your earliest bad movie memory? Um, I'll go first. In the late 90s and early 2000s, I remember seeing two movies in theaters that I just absolutely hated. And it was like the first time I was like riffing it like in my head as I was watching it. It was You're the, like, I should make a show with some robots. It. Yeah, <laughs> it was the Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton one. Oh, oh my I God. Hated I hated that, that, that so movie. Bad. And also The Perfect Storm, two Mark Wahlberg movies, <laughs> which is weird. weird. Doesn't everybody um, die at the end of The Perfect Storm? And, and that's what bugged that's me. That's why it was The Perfect Storm. It really bro. bothered me at the time. And and I don't know when that came out. It was like late 90s or something. Mm. So I was like 13. But I remember being really angry afterwards and being like, how is it based on a true story if everyone died? How do they know what happened? <laughs> that really bothered me. But um, How do they know what dialogue they said on the boat exactly. before they died? No, I know. It's just That's a, not a, how a, movies work. It's a dumb kid thing We're to think. Die, but George Clooney wasn't really like a big movie star yet. And I was just like, oh, a Batman's in this boat movie. What? You weren't a From Dusk Till Dawn fan? <laughs> or no, or he, a fan he, of the ER. Peacekeeper? Or Return to Horror no. High? I don't think he made a big... uh, I don't remember. It's that shitty DreamWorks movie. I don't know, (laughs) but the funny thing about the Planet of the Apes movie is that all those... The things that I was saying that I liked that were in X-Men Apocalypse are in Planet of the Apes, but there was, like, so many more. It's these self-referential, like, (laughs) oh... Get your hands off me, you damn dirty human. Human, Like, uh, I just, like, wanted to, like, punch something. I was so angry. And there were so many lines of those in that movie. And it was just like, get it? We're referencing the original. (laughs) It's like, I get it. Like, stop. Can you make a good movie, please? Yeah. Um, But I hated it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Such hate against... 
Tim Burton's I Planet. Of, man, I hated Planet of the Apes when it came out when I was a kid too. <laughs> I remember, you know what? A, a distinct memory of seeing a movie and go, being so excited for it and being like, "This is bad." <laughs> was Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I was already a Godzilla head at the time. No, right? I was not. Yeah. Oh, and you but, still hated it. <laughs> yeah, but because I just want a giant monster. Like the idea of a giant monster. Movie yeah, is what it, I like. I paid eight dollars to get the movie magazine, oh. and the foot on that cover is way out of scale. To yeah, put. it's like the scale keeps changing. <laughs> yes. His foot is as big as this bus. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That uh, was a bad. That movie's movie. bad. Like when there were like Velociraptors chasing around oh. uh, Ferris Bueller in like a mall. Yeah, and like the ending where like an egg. I'm like, ugh. The Even as a just... kid, I knew it was bad. Yeah, the effects were bad too. Yeah. Like really, that's really a bad. big lizard. Uh, the classic Taco Bell campaign. <laughs> Oh, God. Colin, uh, did you have one? Rest all, in peace. All the sort of questions are blending together in this point, so I have like a... Okay, well, we can move on to similar the Similar answers, the next, but the I would say one. the one... I think the one... I, I sort of got into the kind of bad movie thing quite late. Mm-hmm. I would say like in the late 90s. Almost. <laughs> that was when Planet of the Apes came out. Well, up, up to the, the one that made him realize movies were bad was no, Planet of the Apes as well. Up to that point, I think I was like, you know, I love big blockbusters and I would have yeah. the posters of the movie before I'd even seen the movie. Independence Day. Ex- that is yeah. exactly the movie I'm referencing. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I'd have movies, uh, movie posters up uh, my desk at work and the first movie that really kind of like showed me like oh shit mm-hmm. like you know not movies all are bad movies can be bad like yeah. big movies which was Independence Day Independence it was one of the ones I loved Independence yes. Day I, my I was family so... all loved it and I was like I don't know I just I'm not feeling it, it welcome just, to earth there, there was like uh, that was one I was so crushed like really? I, I kind of came out of it and I was just like huh huh is that how Harvey Firestein's gonna buy it that didn't didn't (laughs) didn't you like it didn't live up to your expectations it was just not I'm like huh I was wait a minute how are they gonna interface with the technology in the spaceship none of that stuff oh well there's a deleted scene that explains (laughs) that call no none of that stuff and it it was just like and another one uh, was the last action hero Oh, I love Last that Action That was Hero, one. Though. I saw hey, that in the we, theater. We watched it recently, but he fell asleep. Could not get through. <laughs> I'll give you a couple of acres. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> I think I, you should give it another chance. Maybe I would appreciate it more, but I remember seeing that movie and I was so disappointed. And I couldn't quite believe there's a giant gap between Last Action Hero and Independence Day, though, isn't uh, there? No. Oh. Not really. I think Independence Day Nin- came out later, but that's funny. It's two Roland Emmerich movies that you guys were sorely disappointed. No, like Last by. Action Hero was probably 93. Yeah. I just thought of 92. another um, filmmaker who disappointed me greatly, and that's my main man. Steven Spielberg. And that movie is The Lost World. The Lost World. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like I saw that. I think his was, worst movie. I think I may have seen it. <laughs> I have a little film called Always I'd Like You to Watch. I don't, oh, even, I don't even know, know what that Dreyfus. is. I've never seen that. No. But <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Lost World was bad. And I saw it multiple times in the theater. Yeah, I, I saw, saw it that. in the theater too. And I, I don't. I was too young to even remember what I, mm-hmm. if I liked. You know it. what? <laughs> You're like, yeah! I've got a confession to make. <laughs> yep. I went on a first date to the Lost World, and mm. uh, we <laughs> we both turned to one another after, and we're like, 
Yeah, I think that was like I think I liked that better than the first one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it was, I was you know like, where they're hanging and she does little flips I just, and she kicks that raptor. She says, "Hey, you." I was like, there was that. there was just a point. I don't know when I my ability to sort of look at movies like mm-hmm. you know uh, critically, hey, critically, we've probably all, around we've all like twenty nine. It was it was probably after that, mm-hmm. and uh, I yeah, it's just like up to that point. It's just anything you could. Feed Were you me. working on movies at that point? Yeah. So like every movie was the best movie ever. Just like, like, oh, it's gonna Robo-Con be amazing. TV it's show. gonna be amazing. And I remember seeing uh, and actually Spawn was another one where we came out of the theater going like, oh, Spawn was bad too. Uh, but I saw the edited yeah. version on TBS, so I was like, probably. Yeah, but you're right though. Like that kind of leads into a later question but it's like some you see you see well uh, we'll get to that we'll get to that question but like you get to a point i think where you start to be able to decide like what you like and what you don't like and why and and why mm-hmm. or sometimes you just don't know why but something or, or you like things and you can't even explain why you like them mm-hmm. anyway well, well we'll move on we'll come back to that in a second another question was what was the movie that got you loving bad movies um, with me, it's probably The Room because that was the first one I saw in in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it like really early when it was playing in Toronto. And my like history of this culture is I started off with a nostalgia critic. And, um, oh, look at that embarrassment. Yeah, I am it's embarrassed. It's making a problematic. <laughs> yeah. I know. But, you know, that's like... He, so he reviewed nostalgic bad movies and I was exposed to a lot of movies that I probably had never seen um, but and would make fun of them. And that was kind of my gateway into this world mm-hmm. of, you know, what we, what we do today. Um, but The Room, I... Uh, I, it was. I just remember really enjoying it, and the whole like you know communal aspect was really great. And then I also have a Miami Connection because that was like the first mm-hmm. movie. Like I had seen it, I think on Red Letter Meter before that, and that was on Netflix, and that was like the. I first... I thought we showed it to you. I thought that I had a Blu-ray. Miami, and you and Emily no, I saw it on. I saw it on Netflix, oh. and that was like the first one of the first movies I can remember being like. Oh, I'm gonna put this on and make my friend that's over watch it, and mm-hmm. I, we're, we're gonna actually watch a bad movie. And we both had a really good time with it. So high fiving, <laughs> playing electric guitar. Yeah, I mean that. Those two are probably like one of the better bad movies. So mm. that was kind of like my probably. I can't really remember any anything else like early on. Yeah, I don't think there was ever a time where I was like, "Oh man, you gotta see this! It's so bad." Yeah, because that was never an instinct that I had, and I was never an MST3K kid, so that like mm-hmm. thought process was not something that I enjoyed. Which I know like all of my friends were MST3K kids. I think yeah. probably the one where I was like, just that made me go like, "Ah, oh, this is not good, but it's fascinating, and I love it." Has to be. Um, a little Canadian film called Things. So how old were you when you saw Things? Oh, I was old. I, probably one of my first years in Toronto. Probably my second year in Toronto. So Okay, so not that long ago. Yeah, so about 20, I think I was. And I was like, whoa, boy, this is crazy. And that yeah. was one that I showed to everyone that I knew <laughs> where I was like, oh man, you gotta watch this. Because my love for like shot on video and stuff like that, it, it took a long time to kind of evolve because... I wanted to see movies that reflected what I liked about film. It was difficult for me to get out of the kind of hole of being like, oh, but I want all my gunfights to look like John Woo gunfights. Yeah. Like, I couldn't appreciate, like, different kinds of things. Things. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, now we're playing uh, Things in July at the Royal Cinema. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, if y'all in Toronto in July, you can see it live. Live. uh, We're reenacting it. Yeah. 
I'm looking forward to that because it's, it's gonna be like the Rocky Horror Show. No, oh, please, whoa. nobody gets to talk. Can you imagine if someone made like a play of things? Uh, <laughs> yes, I can. Yeah, I can. God. Shadow casted. What about you, Colin? What movie was it? Uh, Independence Day. You're like, oh, this the is bad. No, 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 got you I'm loving. Like, uh, it's gonna have to be Evil Led too. Whoa. Oh. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, explain. <laughs> what was the question? What movie got you loving bad uh, bad movies? Okay, good, bad so movies? I watched it very late in the game. Mm-hmm. And this was the one, this kind of like bleeds into the next question, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like... Remember, you're speaking of Evil Dead 2, one of the greatest films of all time. Hey, <laughs> this is probably in my top five okay. movies of all time. Favorite mm. movies of all time. But when I watched it, I was in high school, and I remember my friend picked it and played it. I'd never seen the first Evil Dead. Even yeah, though my me neither. I came in at two as well. The friends in grade school had talked about it, and it's like this horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching it thinking, like, this is really cheesy. Mm-hmm. I should be not liking this, or I, but I'm, I thought it was the greatest thing I was so entertained and we were laughing so hard, but Mm -hmm. it was like, I really, really, really like this movie. Yeah. But I shouldn't like it because I'm getting all the the cheese alarms are going off and I'm like, the acting's bad. Mm -hmm. It's not a comedy. It shouldn't be a comedy, but but I love it and I don't know why. My sister hated Bruce Campbell's acting, but loved Reggie Bannister's acting from the Phantasm movies. And I'm like, what planet are what? you from? So bizarre. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. But like, I think that like to be able to recognize cheese and loving it, not everybody loves that, but I think a lot of people, especially in who like bad movies, you start to like a certain quality. You well, know? the thing about like liking bad movies, and I've thought about this a lot, is that people don't like being fooled. And they feel fooled if they like something and somebody else is like, oh, no, it's bad. Right. Yeah, so if something I breaks agree. out of those norms, you're like, ah, this is cheesy. I don't like it. I think it was the self-awareness and I just didn't have, mm-hmm. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have the movie knowledge or vocabulary to kind of describe it or understand mm-hmm. what I was watching. Yeah. yeah. It was like the self-awareness of the director mm-hmm. and what they were going for. And yeah. it was intentional, yeah. But this... It, I, I just didn't get that. Like, You're I, like, I just oh, oh, yeah, that joke is stolen from a Three Stooges gag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, this actually goes like right into this next question, which is, what was what was your first bad movie that you loved that made you realize your love of bad movies? Like, um, were you older and aware of bad culture or were you younger? And did you love a movie that your friends hated and you couldn't explain why you loved it that, which is kind of like what the, you were so just so I've got saying. the same answer for that it yeah. was like Evil Dead 2 mine was um, Face Off which I don't know why I was obsessed with this movie <laughs> like I don't know if you guys did this but when Face I was younger off. like I used to watch like movies that I was obsessed with like every day and like I would yeah I was no obsessed with it no one can see me the waterfall he did the, the face uh, waterfall. April has done that to me many many times <laughs> no I haven't <laughs> the face um, waterfall. But yeah, I couldn't. I don't. It's a. It's a John Woo movie, first mm, of all. And yeah. I was a teenage girl, and I just loved it. And I like. So you watch it every day? Almost. Yeah, I was really, really into it. And that like, movie's like two hours I, and change. I know. And uh, I watched it not too long ago. I revisited it, and I was like. Oh yeah, I still like it, but I I remarked on how long it was. I was like, I can't yeah. believe it. But like, I used to like like write quotes down on like my homework. I was obsessed with it. Yeah, I do. I used to do that. Yeah. Wait, what, what, wait, what, wait, what, wait, I want to see the quotes. <laughs> Papa's got a baby. Yeah, wait, wait. Would you write down like uh, I could eat a peach for hours? <laughs> like. 
it's like looking into a mirror, only not or some stuff like that. Notebooks out there yeah. or like desks you carved. No, it this in. was in high school. Oh, I hope you. I hope they're downstairs. No, I hope I they're downstairs. I no, but if you if you look at my college notes, there's stuff from other things. But we'll stuff. mention later. You're gonna find like it's like photos of like um, Nick Cage and John Travolta. She cut yeah. them all out, and it's like all glued together. It's like that scene in MacGruber where it's like the license plate. Oh yeah, and he's pooping on the, on the car. It's like it's like Nick Cage, John Travolta, Nick Cage, John Travolta, John Travolta, Nick Cage. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think that what kind of attracted it to me was the idea that. The, these actors were playing each other mm. and I thought like as like a actor's like scene study I thought that was really cool I was like whoa John Travolta is trying to be Nick Cage <laughs> trying Nick, is the key and word and Nick Cage yeah. is not really trying to be John Travolta <laughs> but he's doing something you yeah know? actually uh, we're speaking of the big hit remember you mm. mentioned that earlier uh, it was the same producer as mm. uh, yeah Terrence Chang Terrence Chang and we spoke to him because mm. uh Face Off had just come out at the time, and me and the producer were like, oh man, Face Off was great, blah, blah, blah. Like, what was that like? And he's like, yeah. He's like, he goes, oh yeah, uh, uh, John Travolta like really, really put a lot of effort into like acting like Nicolas Cage. And then he's like, uh, Nicolas Cage, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> he just showed up. But I mean, it's it's considered um, not necessarily a bad movie. Oh, it's a great but, movie. Like, it's really fun. It, it's very cheesy. It's part but... of this like culture. Like yeah. people, you know, I love it's easy to make fun of. That like the film was like a futuristic film to uh, justify the face-off <laughs> techniques. Yep. And they changed it at the last minute, but they were like, ah, we'll keep the um, metal boots <laughs> yeah, that the were super, in the original. The, was that the... was like from another movie, I think. No, that, that was was from the original draft of oh, Face was Off, it? and it just kind of like as it was just rewritten, they didn't super lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I could believe like super magnetic boots over. I could face off technology. <laughs> face off technology, not only face off, but like their entire body gets reshaped. It's like Nicholas Cage. Don't is think like, about it. Listen, yeah, I need to preach for hours. And um, Canadian <laughs> like legend Colm Fiore is in that movie. Is he really? Yeah, he's the doctor who does the face off. Right. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, like I realize it's not a great movie, but I was upset with it. another you saying it's not a great movie but all I no, hear is Face Off yeah, is classic because yeah, it is I agree, it's, but a classic. It, it's part of this oeuvre I was also obsessed with both the Charlie's Angels movies which mm. I know are bad and I have not revisited those because I'm too afraid do you like the one with Tom Green or the one that goes full throttle I preferred full <laughs> throttle growing up um, because you get to see Crispin Glover and Drew Barrymore make out which oh, is pretty right. great <laughs> um, but it's so dumb like it is insanely stupid oh, I, I remember liking full throttle more because it's crazy it, it's self-aware though i think i'm not sure see i haven't revisited so i don't know <laughs> that'd be a good one for this podcast too charlie's angels full throttle i have them I both remember... on dvd but i think colin I... made me give them away <laughs> <laughs> no okay so as part of it's the me um, or the dvd no it was, it was into the dvd culling we mm, needed to yeah, save yeah. just downsizing room. we've got too much crap and april's like a dvd hoarder nah, yeah it's, it's, it's available on dvds it's available on streaming it's like really it's ironic because i'm saying it. it's like yeah. you have charlie's angels full throttle on dvd so i never got past the trailer uh, for that movie there's two commentaries on that one was john august and one was mcgee maybe she wants to listen to them i hey, think i have listened to both <laughs> of those you know yeah. i remember when i loved listening to uh dvd commentaries i still do i would go home and i would put on dvds and like listen to even like yeah, tim burton too. commentaries have, oh, those and the they are worst. the worst Listen, I have I have four on my phone right now because I ripped them from the DVDs. Play them at two speed if they're boring. Wait, so 
are they on YouTube? You said. Oh, there's some on YouTube, yeah. But what I do is I throw my DVD or Blu-ray, and there's like free software you can get that yeah. makes it into an, an MKV, and then tra- just translate that to an MP3. That's like the best idea. Mm. It's like amazing it's great. because I used to I used to just love, and now I just don't have the time or mm-hmm. I don't know, just like want you to can't like sit there and watch and sit here's around. A little spoiler: watch. they're never screen specific. When the no, people talk yeah. about it, they're just talking about it in general. If you've seen the movie, you can just listen to it without a problem. Uh, except the best commentary of all time. What's which that? Would be the Evil Dead uh, 2? Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. I mean, that's a bad commentary. <laughs> like Total Recall, I am the horse. <laughs> but it's great. It's like, oh, uh, man. I, Have you ever listened to the Evil Dead 2 commentary? It's like the funniest commentary yeah, of all time. Yeah, because Bruce Campbell's like, uh, I smell a blue screen coming up. <laughs> yeah, or like he's like, really like Greg Nicotero's like, uh, that's how we did the body. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was better, more yeah. like reanimator. They're just dunking on their own movie, which <laughs> yeah. is amazing. It's yeah, so um, we projected uh, Bruce on that blue screen, <laughs> as opposed to Bruce projecting himself on the blue screen. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like they're just even, laughing at the pain of the film. Oh yeah, it, it, it's like I wanted blood. I don't want that much blood. Yeah, like separated, you know, by twenty years. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, are there any other parts to that question? I think the next one is: What movie was the first time you remember thinking this is terrible? And realizing you were enjoying it. I mean, we kind of maybe covered that with maybe, other yeah. things. Okay. Um, no, April needs to say a movie that you put on this answer. <laughs> okay. I wrote down my answer ahead of time. It was Terminator Genesis and Twilight Breaking Dawn. Now, I only mentioned these two because these are two movies that I specifically went to the theater to to make fun of. I knew it was going to be bad ahead of time. I brought a friend. We watched them. We laughed. I found our next episode. Terminator Genesis. <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. God. <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse is pretty long. But, uh, yeah. No, Twilight Breaking we Dawn. <laughs> what, Twilight Breaking Dawn is hilarious. I made Colin watch it. Um, he is that laughed. the last he, one? He la- yeah. He, he laughed. Did you hear that the, like, part one, they wanted David Cronenberg to direct at one point? He's like, no, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, like, I mean. Instead, we, they got the director of Candyman 2. <laughs> Wait, the first one? Uh, Breaking Dawn? What was the name? It's a guy. Oh, Breaking Dawn Part One. Yeah. And okay. Two. Okay. He directed um, both of them. Oh Jesus! I thought the same guy did like the last three. Uh, I can't. Maybe remember. he did. Uh, yeah. It's a guy. Oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, because he did Candyman Two. Farewell to the flesh. It's some like normal name like Gods and Monsters. Dave, David. And he directed. It's Beauty. not David it's not, Yates. No, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. It might as well. be David. Yates. No, that's no, 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 That's the not. Harry Potter movies. Oh right, yeah, I'm getting those confused. Yeah, he's a guy that um, he started as a cinephile and just kind of like lost his way Ooh, a little. What? Yeah. Did he? Is he like a convicted cinephile? No, a convicted I'm looking cinephile. it up right now. Oh. Does he have to go around Bill to like Condon. Bill Condon. That's oh. what it is. Yes. Yeah, Does, so he has to go to like people's doors and go. Yeah, to, that's right. As a cinephile, I he has to be in, on a registered cinephile. I just moved with. into the. I'm gonna direct the next Jeepers Creepers movie. Oy. So, do you guys have anything else that you didn't like already cover as far as like you know watching things and realizing they were bad but you loved it? No. Anytime I, mean, I go see something and I know it's bad, it's usually I want to give the uh, filmmakers the benefit of the doubt. And if it is mm-hmm. bad and I don't like it, I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sometimes it's okay to be self-aware about it. You know, like I said, like I knew it was going to be bad and I mm-hmm. wanted to go and have a good. I saw Twilight Breaking Dawn three times in theaters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she keeps saying, like, "I'm seeing this because I know it's bad." And she's like, <laughs> no, I saw it the first time and then. I saw it brought two different friends on a separate occasions so we could watch and then it and make fun of it. the third time I just went yeah. on my own. Oh, my own. Well, I'm a, own. if anyone knows, I'm a, I rented I'm, a the big, I'm a big fan of the Twilight movies and yes, they are bad, but I, I enjoy a, them. I own them all on DVD. I think I picked ah, them up for like a dollar. Really? I'll not watch one of them. <laughs> They're Why all you, funny. They're all hilarious. Or use them as like a 
book they're actually a behind bookend or something? the dvds because i'm like i don't want <laughs> these to the take shape you're using them as like a like a doorstop no, because they all have feature lengths making of documentaries oh, on them okay and i love documentaries for films that are bad and watching the cast and crew be like oh man the director has so much vision oh, yeah, there's an amazing one for um, rob cohen's stealth that's like two and a half <laughs> hours that long movie sucks. oh and rob cohen is a bad man oh you have to watch uh, uh i think it's on the battlefield earth dvd the Ooh. making of that is I'm, no oh you know what i saw battlefield earth in theaters with my family oh, and i God. was like this is bad <laughs> So we all left like, uh, and I, might, I was very young. I might, might make an appearance later on in this podcast. We Earth. should, and I'll tell a story about it. Okay, but. so last question to kind of round out this whole series of questions. What's your favorite good, bad movie or bad, bad movie? So I'm going to say like your favorite, like, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote bad movie. And uh, while I, when I saw Twisted Pear, I was like, this might be my favorite bad movie, but I've only seen it once, so I can't really judge it on that. So my answer is Don't Let the River Beast Get You, Mm -hmm. because every time I watch it, I just love it more and more, and I always laugh, and I am discovering new things about it. I find The Room is like that a lot, too. Always enjoyable, but I'm going with Don't Let the River Beast Get You. Yeah, I mean... How dare you say "Don't let the movies get sorry, you" is a bad but movie? I know. I'm sorry, but the things yeah. that we like about it are things that we like about other it's bad weird movies. Because so. like, I just love it. To like a movie that's quote unquote bad, it's like The Room or Twisted Pear. The filmmakers behind them are so like hateful, be like people that it's tough for me to get all in on it. Well, we don't know if Neil Breen's a bad man. He doesn't seem like. He has some. He has some controversial opinions. Yeah, we but should we don't kill know. half the planet. Okay, but that's we don't know that he's like abusive towards his you know crew like no, Tommy no, Mazzo no. was. I don't think he is. But uh, I have some stories to tell you off mic. <laughs> okay, feel <laughs> free. Okay. But like Matt Farley, great guy. Unless he's got some skeletons in his closet, I don't think he does. No, he deserves. Unless they're like prop skeletons that he uses for one of his. Yeah, movies. exactly. Don't uh, let the very nice when I met him in person. And you can call him. His phone number is, I don't know it, but you can find it. <laughs> 555 Moturn Media. What's my favorite bad movie? Colin, you want to take this one? Um, I don't know. I would have to say... Things. Um, well, I've got three. <laughs> no, I've got three. I've only seen Things once. I was very drunk. Okay. I could not comprehend it, so I'm going to see it mean, the... Ro- even when you're sober, you're not going to comprehend <laughs> okay, it. Okay, so. well, I'm going to see it at the Royal. Uh, check it out next month. Um, I've got three. I'm going to, like... Keeping with the Neil Breen theme, I'm going to say like uh, Faithful Findings mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's it's Faithful really, Findings is like that's like his best. The ur text mm-hmm. of yeah, like yeah. what is this person doing? It's exactly. such like a personal vision. It, it sums up everything that mm-hmm. I love about his movies, and I think it's like very accessible to mm-hmm. anyone who hasn't seen any of his movies. I don't think you know Double Down is just really yeah, an awful watch. It's very boring. Yeah, uh, I don't think No Deposit gets watched enough as like yeah the, okay. That one is like 70 minutes long, and it has like a lot of. Different Different flavors of bad. That's as a well. good one. That's a good one for people. It's always like, uh, you know, could I show friends? <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> I'd love to see it again. We only watched it just once. like to show friends that again. really aren't into these types of movies mm-hmm. that wouldn't have the patience to sit through yeah, like yeah. a bad movie. But you could show them that. You could show them like Faithful like, hey, Findings. Hey, look, there's stars in it. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Roberts, I would, Michael Madsen. I would also say. Uh, Big one is Anaconda. Mm, I haven't seen it since I saw it on VHS. This is one that I saw in the theater when it came out (laughs) with no knowledge that 
it was going to be like a bad yeah. movie. You were just, just like an Ice T fan, just, Ice Cube. Oh, just oh, yeah, right. fucking racist. Got them confused. Yeah. Uh, so when Morpheus was in it, uh, <laughs> oh, and we watched it not too long ago, my first time, and yeah, it's pretty good. It's really, it's really entertaining. John, you've got John Voight is Ugh. so good. Ugh. That's like, before he went like crazy, full crazy. Nutsoid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But this was like, it's one of those movies <laughs> that we it's were- It's a trauma film called Fat Guy Goes <laughs> Nutsoid. That's John Voight. Fat Guy Goes Nutsoid. Well, we want a John Voight-like person. Look at John Voight. Oh, wait. Yeah, I forgot. That trailer I showed you? Uh, we'll say that for another episode. Okay. So- Fat <laughs> Guy Goes Nutsoid. You never heard of that? No, I have from you. I'm just laughing. Okay. Is it actually funny? Like- yeah, that's actually a movie. And no, you have not heard it from me before. You heard it. Yeah, it's a trauma film. Guy goes nuts away. Yeah, Trauma used to buy movies that like couldn't get distribution, and they would rename them like really <laughs> crazy titles. Uh, That's why like, you have Nymphoid Barbarian and Dinosaur Hell. So would it be like literal titles? Like this is what's in the movie? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Sometimes it'd be very misleading. It's whatever <laughs> they thought could sell, and they would just be the craziest title. But yes, John Voight, crazy performance. Um, so your answer was things, right, Justin? Mm-hmm. My answer was things. Look at this amazing poster for Fat Guy Goes Nuts. Oh, I wish you could see this, folks. <laughs> it looks like freaking Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks like explosions and a car flying. Oh, uh, he's playing a, fl- uh, oh, a saxophone in the background. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, saxophone. I'm moving on. I'm going to read the next question, mm-hmm. unless you want to. What is a classic oh bad movie that you don't care for? Um, so... Uh, Kind of similar, only on the opposite end. We tried watching Howard the Duck, and we only got halfway through. I yeah. love um, Howard the so Yeah, Duck. I want to revisit it, but we just didn't like Howard, it. Howard, great Joe Johnson-directed climax, we, where he's flying on a plane. It's like we wanted it to laugh at yeah. it, and it was just silence. Uh, you didn't like laugh at the fact that he li- he works in a <laughs> sex dungeon? Oh, no, we were. We were we, enjoying that. I, I, I don't remember, but great I remember John Barry not score liking it. and uh, John great Barry. songs. Um, John Barry, he did the Cherry Bomb. Oh yeah, Bond. James yeah. Bond. Um, also, uh, Battlefield Earth. Mm-hmm. We previously mentioned we had a bad movie night where we played Troll Two and Battlefield Earth. <laughs> Battlefield Earth like killed the the whole party. Like uh, I disagree. I, and then I, afterwards, we boy, you had to put on the room. Colin was very drunk. It. I love that. Like, Everybody well, was drunk on Kerbango. Literally, yeah, we made Kerbango. I don't even know what that is. It's, it's a like drink, a drink they the drink in the movie. It's it's like the, was I supposed to know? That? No, it's just like the yeah. glowing another pen of Cabango. <laughs> like, I'm sure in the right maybe moon setting it could be good, but it was Wait, just the so right moon lo- setting? Uh, mood and oh, setting. Okay. Like, everyone, it was, it just bored everyone. You know, it sounded like your, um, what is that Scientology term? The uh, Going clear? No, it's like Tessons or something like that. Oh, your feetons were out of whack. Um, another I can see the word. Uh, another movie that I didn't like that I really thought I was going to like was Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, Johnny Mnemonic is so good. I don't know good. if that's a classic bad movie. Well, well, maybe not a classic, really but boring. we watched it recently. I just want room service. Yeah. yeah to be honest, I kind of hated it. It was, really? it was like dark and dingy and gross, and it was just filled with death. Hey and, man, I can um, get forty-eight megabytes up here. Yeah, I just wasn't. I just hated it. It has its what, moments. What but Dolph it's, Lundgren has like a crazy assassin Jesus creature. It, it, it all sounds it. great. The reveal that there's like a dolphin at the end that's controlling yeah, everything. Yeah, it's pretty funny, but I just I didn't like watching it. She was very miserable. I was in the wrong movie. Really? Again. I'm just yeah. gonna say like classic bad movie 
movies that you, you know just, like plan nine from outer space yeah like manos hens of fate mm-hmm. well whatever. i haven't seen that but i don't want to see it and like uh, bird, <laughs> bird how dare Demic. you birdemic mm. uh you have birdemic right like bought it sight unseen i'm like wow this sounds like the funniest thing yeah. of all time mm-hmm. and this was the point where i wasn't quite into like bad mm-hmm. you know movies couldn't get through it. Like 10 That's a film in. that like people think that the director is doing it as a joke. No, and I, he's, not. he's not. He doesn't know what he's doing. But there's just something so it's so boring. And I think mm. the worst thing that like one of these bad movies can be is boring. Yes. And the thing that makes them really good, it's like if they're just so bad that mm-hmm. it's just entertaining. And I couldn't get through like ten minutes of Birdemic. And I've never watched it since. I usually avoid movies that people say like, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah, I just so don't. So it's tough for me to be like, no, it's not. It, it Like, ah, yeah, it's terrible. I, I don't like it. I think that's from the masses going mm. like what they think is like, uh, they'll watch like Sharknado or mm. something like that. That's different though. That's trying to be yeah, bad. Yeah, I don't, li- I don't like the Sharknado films, but, but they're trying to be no, bad. Like, yeah. No, like people like the, the masses like that shit. Yeah. And it worked out well with Troll 2 because I had been hearing about... Like, that is, like, one of the ground floor bad movies of, you know, the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And it totally lived up to its reputation. I was entertained. I, it was I, I loved it. And the whole, I get same same party. The whole mm-hmm. room was laughing. People who had never watched a weird bad movie, it went over surprisingly well. But I don't know if you can always, like, capture that, like... I mean, this podcast is a testament to that. Like, mm-hmm. we think something is going to be really entertaining, and sometimes it's it's just not, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think people, like, uh, I know people who just love Sharknado, and they're just so... Mm-hmm. But I think that's the sort of more popular, quote-unquote, bad movie. Yeah. And I don't think people know the difference between trying to be bad and... And the sincerity, you know. Just an earnest movie that just happens to be bad yeah another movie and i think those are the gems and i think the kind of like sharknados and like samurai cop twos and yeah all that um, kind of stuff is another movie just that awful. like i should have mentioned earlier and like favorite bad movies is ryan's babe that movie is amazing <laughs> and like so canadian too. ryan's babe is very funny it's, it's really really, really funny <laughs> and that's so lesser bizarre. known if someone is bored you know? watching ryan's babe it's like i guess maybe it's too much for them I think every, it's just every, all over the place. You can't turn your brain off, and yeah. you're like you, you really have to focus. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is happening? It's like Finnegan's Wake. You're like, <laughs> I gotta really pay attention. Who wants to read the next question? Do you plan on having special guests who worked on bad movies? Um, so I'm Colin assu- Cunningham. Yeah. I'm assuming that's like like other people that, <laughs> that we have. It's like every movie that we happen to know that have worked on bad movies. We don't know anyone, and Ooh. and people that Colin have worked with are probably not allowed to talk about it. Uh, I know the screenwriter. <laughs> I've interviewed him once of Uvi Bowles Alone in the Dark. Oh, there you shit. go. He also wrote the F word, the Daniel Radcliffe movie. Oh, I like that movie. It was cute. And you like Alone in the Dark as well. <laughs> I've not seen it. Okay. Um, but like we originally wanted to have guests on, um, but we, it took us a long time to figure out our microphones. We originally had two Yetis and now we each have our own mics, but we're still kind of figuring out like how not to like talk over each other too much and throwing in a, like a fourth person might be. It, it, it's an adjustment that we have yet to kind of figure out. We, but once we nail the dynamic, I think it's. it's yeah, we're still. I mean, we've been on for a year, but you know, we've only done like not even thirty ep- episodes yet. Mm-hmm. So we're still kind of figuring that out. But I did actually line up people that I wanted to have on as guests, not you know, famous people, but people that we know that um, might be fun guests. You know, uh, so hopefully someday. I found my position on this podcast. I'm the loud one. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, but it's he just speaks the, for two. It's just the timbre of your voice. Mm-hmm. Timber, timbre, 
the Jeffrey Tambor of your voice. Yeah. Uh oh. Next question. Has there ever been a movie that you liked that you've now come to dislike or vice versa? Um, mine is American Beauty. That used to be my favorite movie. I touted it as my favorite movie for years. Holy shit! And uh, it's, now it's my second yeah, favorite movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, when and, and honestly, it's not even to do with the whole Kevin Spacey thing. It's just like uh, I really, really loved it. Like when I was like in um, college, early college, and like um, now, like I'm so like grossed out and unsettled with the whole like father lusting after his teenage girl's uh, daughter's friend it's just like I hate it and like there's a lot of like talent in the movie like behind the camera and I think it's really cool how it was shot as something else and was re-edited to be a completely different story it's a really interesting case study but overall I think the film is like a huge mess and I loved it so who knows Sorry, I just remembered the movie. I don't know if I would say I disliked it because I haven't watched it since then. But I want like I wore this VHS tape down when I was a kid, and that was Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, that's my oh, favorite yeah. movie. Like I could I'm sorry, not get enough of Mrs. Doubtfire. Have you read the <laughs> the Clickhole article that's written by Pierce Brosnan? That the oh, yeah. the headline is. The headline is... Did anyone, I, did anyone ever catch that person? Yeah. Did anybody ever figure, figure out who played Mrs. Doubtfire? And it ended with, <laughs> I called up Robin Williams to ask if he knew who played that delightful lady. And I was saddened to learn he had passed away. <laughs> so you, <laughs> you don't like Mrs. Doubtfire? No, I feel like if I watched it now, I probably would not like it. I have it, it on DVD. I'll, t- I'll take you, I'll send you home with it. It's so Dude, funny. It looks like a lady. I know, oh, like. That, this is the second appearance of Harvey Firestein. Oh, no. I know, like, every uh, uh, every line from that movie. Like, mm. I, I, I. She does. And it, I, she really it does. holds up. Does it? How does it treat um, the gender swapping character? Well, it's not. Hey, it's not as, as problematic as maybe some other movies. I it's think like, it's hey, fine. Hey, is that one of them? Trannies? No, they don't. They never say anything like that. Mara Wilson uh, is in it. You know what I <laughs> loved as a kid? Ace Ventura when nature calls. Oh, oh man, man. it does problem. not hold up. But the scene where um, Jim Carrey gets spears in his legs and goes, oh, yeah, oh, that was hilarious. great. And then the uh, when he was in the hippopotamus uh, <laughs> yeah, robot, the rhino. Oh, Beautiful sorry, the rhino, scene. yeah. That yeah. was pretty funny. Uh, I, One I, of the greatest, the funniest scenes in, in movie history. Yeah, and I remember in the theater watching that and just like, this is not good. This is With that not, scene? No, the whole movie. Okay. It's like, this is oh, kind of I love the movie when I was yeah, I, hated I was, I was really young. Yeah, I yeah. came out of it. Going, I did not know what virgins were, so I was very confused. All my friends <laughs> thought it was amazing, and I was like, this is, that was a shit movie. That was really mm. bad. Wait, uh, did we have a question that was like, what movie do you like that everybody else hates? Because I need yeah. to say, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Yeah. Oh, I you know, love ha- Kung Pao. Haven't seen it, but From yeah. the director of Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. It's my understanding everyone hates that movie okay so mm-hmm. there's one movie that you've you know liked and then come to dislike or yeah. vice versa or blah, blah, blah. one like. movie that i hated when i initially saw it in the theater and i just could not get it that i've actually kind of i understand now is dark man dark man yeah we watched it not too long ago we rented I, it but i just did not get and this is like pre this is sort of like end of high school for me and it was mm. like kind of pre understanding you know what i didn't like dark man that much either when i saw it only because it was not evil dead 2 okay and it was not army of darkness i was i d- have not seen evil dead at okay. this point so this was like you're like people wouldn't ask for a pink elephant like that i'm like what the <laughs> hell is this movie about mm-hmm. i thought it was so cheesy uh, and i was i just remember like in the theater 
and uh, when his lab blows up and mm-hmm. it's sort of like Francis <laughs> makes he flies out and I was I remember blushing in the theater because I was so embarrassed I have like secondhand embarrassment do you know that movie started with Sam Raimi going I want to make a straight movie like I don't want to make like I've done before and he failed miserably well it's, it's not straight amazing. at all he did succeed with For the Love of the Game and that movie sucks I never saw it Yeah, but I just remember like being in the theater with my friends and when like Francis McDormand's seeing the lab go up in flames and then it cross dissolves to her in the same position in the graveyard that was one of the funniest shots in the movie <laughs> and I just remember, just, I was so embarrassed. Wow. And at that point, I'm just like looking at my friends like, this is, this, we have to leave. This is terrible. This is a terrible movie. I can't believe this is a serious movie. And now you like it, right? Now, now that I understand Sam Raimi, it's yeah, like he's one of my it, favorite filmmakers. Yeah. And I put it in context and mm. I, I love it. It's not one of my favorite Sam Raimi movies, but it's one of those ones where I had a complete, like I mean, 180 on. That's the opposite of the uh, question that we asked, but good answer. No, no, it said you could do vice versa. <laughs> oh, it said vice versa. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, burn that's on you. That's my bad. Ouch. <laughs> I'm just going to keep reading the questions. Is there a movie you guys really want to review that you haven't gotten the time to do yet? Uh, yeah, Zardoz. We have to do Zardoz. Yeah, I like Zardoz. I Man. genuinely like Zardoz. Two, two of my family members have requested it. We're, we got to do it. Never seen it. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Good job, Barbara. I've, I've also never seen it. I've seen oh. clips of it. Okay. No, I haven't seen it. Well, I mean, oh, it's a big I, twist. I don't want to spoil it. I know the costume and I know the twist. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. What's, like the, a, what's the twist? Well, we're not going to spoil they, it here. That, You're going to have to watch it. It's like a, it's like a vegan. Oh, that twist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I know. I don't know who I saw reviewing it. Might have been a nostalgia critic for all I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. A little BFF. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think I was planning on doing it, and then we did a bunch of, like, theme episodes, mm-hmm. and Zardoz doesn't really fit in a theme episode. We could have done it but, uh, could have done it with the Wizard of Oz movie. <laughs> hey, spoiler! <laughs> twist! Okay. But we'll get to it at some point. Is there any other ones that you guys have been like, oh, we gotta do this? I have a whole shelf of them. But they're like, <laughs> I look at them, and it's like, like shooting someone. I'm like, nothing, oh, that may be a little rough. You keep talking about Deep Rising. Oh, but I love Deep yeah, Rising. Yeah, that's a great movie. That's a great movie. Well, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak for it. Oh, we should do, you know what? If <laughs> Deep Rising no, and Zardoz. the bad Stephen Summers film. Like Van all Helsing. The, all the rest. Oh, oh Van God, Helsing we watched terrible. Van Helsing recently. It's so long. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. So long. It's I've so never, much swinging. There's, all there is, there is, I've never seen so many people swinging on ropes. <laughs> and more than any Spider-Man film. I've been calling the soundtrack. And the soundtrack is like, it's like hard rock mandolin. That's an Alan Silvestri story. I have watched the first hour and 15 minutes of Van Helsing seemingly a hundred times. And every time I'm like, I'm like, Hugh Jackman. Ooh, I love Stephen Summers. Mummy and even Mummy Returns are fun. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, the Universal Monsters. What's what's not to like in this? And then it's like that that you know, have you seen the meme of like um of it's from the sixth sense of the father watching the tape of his daughter that like yeah, and you yeah. see she's being poisoned. I'm like smiling at the beginning and like the camera's then, pushing in on me and like the smile falls away when like Dr. Yeah. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde shows up and is like ass and he's pulling his pants up. It's, it's <laughs> shockingly bad. Uh, we watched it because it was being reviewed by another podcast and I was like, hey, it's on Amazon Prime. Let's I kind of want to go it. home and watch Van Helsing right now. Yeah, you it's do. It's so oh, long. I want to watch it's, it now. It's really, Maybe really if the really really bl- Creature from the Black Lagoon was included in it like it was in the original draft (laughs) everybody hates it so as a joke is like we went on like apple music and i'm like i gotta find the soundtrack the (laughs) mandolin riffs were insane and they're like playing it as a joke for april and then it's like 
oh shit now that's in my like history so <laughs> it's like anyone that follows me on apple music can like see that i've been listening to <laughs> the, the soundtrack House of van got Helsing. nowhere to hide oh, it's the worst it's so bad hey i like the mummy returns <laughs> i like the mummy returns too i like part you know i like the idea of steven summer's gi joe but it's really sad that he got um, sad Chan Chan Tam Tam instead of like, Ugh. like you know, you can get Channing Tatum that's like energized and charismatic. Yeah, yeah. Or you can get boring Jupiter Ascending <laughs> Channing Tatum. Yeah. And they got Jupiter Ascending Channing Tatum. Yeah, that whole yeah. movie was terrible. I have I don't want to watch it. Um, speaking of which, is there a movie that you guys just really want to avoid or don't want to talk about? <laughs> Yes. Um, Van Helsing. Well, uh, well, mate, well, see, I've already seen it, so I don't feel like I need to rewatch it, but there's lots of bad movies that I don't want to watch. I had a friend. Like the movie movies. Well, like date movie. Oh. Or the, those, okay, okay. Those we won't do a count. movie movie one. How about The Starving Games? <laughs> um, vampires suck. No, um, nothing but trouble. I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I never want to see that. Looks so what a nightmare. Disgusting. I never want to see that. You can become a Patreon subscriber of the Important Cinema Club because me and Will Sloan listen to it. Oh, really? I had a friend who in the early days I was like come on the podcast you can pick a movie he's like okay Caligula I was like That's I'm crazy. not watching that it's three hours it's three hours and it's just like Malcolm McDowell like fisting a guy for I'm half sorry, of that time Mark, but yeah. we can't watch that um, just like another like for instance like Leonard part six and not even because <laughs> well, Bill n- not even because Bill Cosby's in it just because it just looks dreadful yeah, and bad I, just, I and, can't get through uh, you know, stuff like that some things I just don't want to watch you know um no, I don't think there's any that I'd be like, no, uh, unless I'd already seen it. <clears throat> and I'm like, Man, I, I would say no to the any of those superhero movie type mm-hmm. movies. Like The movie movies. Just, there's nothing there. Like, there's I've there's watched, nothing. Even though that if you explain to someone a scene from Meet the Spartans, you're like, and then there's a Transformer and he starts breakdancing and it's like yeah. the cast of America's Got Talent and then, the, see, the, not, and then the Britney, leave me alone. Really? Leave Britney alone shows up on the Transformers chest. You'd be like, I gotta see that movie. It's like a movie. It's, crazy. it's, like, it's like a meme movie. Or yeah, but when you watch it, it's just so What's popular in this second? I remember watching the trailer for Disaster Movie and they were parodying the trailer of Hancock because Hancock yeah. had not come out yet. <laughs> and it was like him flying in the air and like hitting his head up oh. against uh, a lamppost. Like this is like before they got really bad, but I will go on record. I liked Not Another Teen Movie. I think that's not funny. Not the same people. Oh, it's not? It's okay. Not people, well, there no. you go. You're off the hook. Yeah. yeah. But are you a f- fan of Alison Hannigan's date movie? I See, again, that's the only other one of those movies I watched because my dad said it was good, and I was just like, what, an am- what am I watching? There's an amazing commentary on the DVD with critics who do not like the movie. Uh, really? Yeah. And they yeah. have their on the DVD commentary? Yeah, That's amazing. Uh, right? Okay, moving on. What's a common movie opinion that you find yourself bewildered the by? The hate for Van Helsing. God, this is so much fun. <laughs> well, my, um, well, I'm going to say the hate for Last Jedi is what I wrote. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good one. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm not... That's a popular one. I don't want to get into this. I'm not bewildered by it. I understand um, certain opinions. By like, saying that, you're opening like a Pandora's box yeah. with Twitter and... Uh, I don't want to get into this, but it's just like I... I get the issues that people have, mm-hmm. but the reaction, the level mm-hmm. of the reaction, I'm well, like, that's just the culture. That's the Star Wars. Um, it's, it's Marvel been movie very culture right now. Let's you didn't like, that. you didn't like the last Jedi. How about a little book by Alan Dean Foster called Splinter, Splinter of the, the Mind's, Mind's Eye. Eye. That's my true sequel to Star Wars. Yeah. Movies. Well, that was crazy. And I, again, no, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that may be the first time where like fan culture reached 
a climactic like holy fuck and it was like so like two camps who were against each other because a lot and they would not believe mean how that escalated and just like i am just backing away well what what we really bewildered me about that was that people loved rogue one and hated the last jedi and i was the complete opposite because i thought rogue one i I don't know if Boring. I don't know if anybody loved Rogue People One. Loved I think it. they did. And I think it's because it gives them, like, Rogue One, it's all stuff you've seen before. But it's, it's just, not, but it's there's, such a, there's no interesting characters. I just remember everyone saying it's kind of just, yeah. it looks amazing. But if it's not, yeah, if there's no interesting and doesn't take any chances, then it can't offend anybody's sensibilities. But there's no interesting characters no. in that movie. I know. Yeah, it's like, like it's a very, they kind of set them up and then they don't do anything with them, they it's don't a develop beautiful, them. Wow, that Donnie Yen fight scene is great. Oh, they shot it in reshoots, and that's yeah, why there's only one exactly. of them. Exactly. It's like, it's a beautiful look looking movie i'll say it's probably the best looking star wars yeah, movie. i totally like, disagree <laughs> i think the cinematography is fucking amazing yeah have you I seen it was solo <laughs> i haven't i Colin tried has. it was too dark no <laughs> yeah. i'm just kidding See, i thought rogue one was too dark uh, i remember I, that movie being raining the whole time what mm, nah, there's, there's a whole sequence this, where it's the raining the second yeah. half is yeah. day i think maybe all <laughs> right there's like one scene where it's dark but i mean the last jedi is it's it's too long it's bloated um there's a bit too many sub plots but overall i re- like i really really liked it it was one um, of those things where it's yeah. like i kind of agree with everybody you know oh this and that you know i had this problem i had that problem I'm like mm-hmm. yeah 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 and yeah. i think anybody who liked the movie should die yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it doesn't deserve the hate nah. it got so much mean hate I, it just uh, uh anyway it was just one of those reactions that was like holy shit i was yeah. not expecting that and Wow, I'm just like I'm out of here. Yeah, like, I, I am, wish people could have been I a little am, more civil about I'm it. Not, uh, you know, I do not want to associate with any of those like fans or fandom. But there were the people whatever. that loved it were also like throwing hate on the people that hated it too, and it's it was just, just like, like this big cluster. Whatever, and I just yeah. do not want to be in that conversation. No, no, I can just watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's that's my favorite part of the Star Wars film where Darth Vader goes no. no. Okay, well, my opinion is you should die. Pe- people, people <laughs> seem to add. Uh, people seem to hate Forrest Gump. Where did that? How did that what? happen? Yeah, that's like a popular opinion now. Uh, um, now I haven't revisited it, but I went through a phase where I used to watch that every day. Um, I really, really liked it. I'll at, tell you at why. One point. Uh, it's because Forrest Gump represents a kind of like liberal attitude of like, okay. ah, yeah, everything can be fine. That like if you watch the movie, watch it again, and and you'll realize that like, ugh, it's very problematic how it presents these things. Why? Like, because it's like the American dream, and he just falls into it, kind of. Kind of, like, but it's also Jenny like, gets AIDS. Yeah, Jenny like, gets yeah. AIDS because she's promiscuous. I guess and she's that's bad. true. Yeah, I and never really think of that. It's funny because the original um, novel for Forrest Gump is like much more satirical, and yeah. like Robert Zemeckis. It could be argued that he it is still satire, but if it is, nobody caught on. It's like a Starship Trooper situation that nobody realized it was a joke. Um, I'm just going to skip through some questions. I'm going to do the, uh, the the cutting here because we're running a little bit long. And we also have a Patreon episode to do. Are there any intentionally bad film or mm-hmm. TV shows that you actually enjoy? Uh, yes. Well, uh, the- <laughs> well <laughs> moving well, on. <laughs> the person who wrote this uh, yeah. mentioned the show that is my favorite, and mm. that's uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yes, it's that's really, really show. funny. Dark which, place, which, dark place. I've got a Garth Marenghi poster in my in my house, so I really love that show, and it's just 
when you talk about these intentionally bad things, we mm. talk about like Sharknado, yeah. Samurai Cop 2, Lost Skeleton of Cadavra. Do you guys don't remember that? No, uh, I, but, I like, know that I've Kung never Fu- seen it. Kung Fury was a big thing. Oh. Which apparently they're making it into a, a movie. Uh, starring Michael starring Fassbender. Michael Fassbender and oh Arnold my God. But Michael Fassbender has a bad agent. It's, yeah. like, I, I, I was able to appreciate a little bit of like the artistry that went into that to make it look, you know, like, Retro, million dollars but worth. I kind of was. It wasn't. It wasn't really my thing. I liked Kung Fury. I think it was perfect at twenty minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. Fifteen. I think minutes. it was like. Something Don't make like it that. any longer. Even though you're watching and you're like, "What aesthetic are you recreating?" It never yeah. looked like this. No, of course not. But it's like an impression. It's uh, mm, yeah. somebody's impression a, of what a the fake 80s memory. Were, yeah. of, it's like Stranger Things. But it's, it's trying like to a be fake bad, memory though. of the eighties. It's trying to be bad. It's trying to be a schlocky. It's someone's memory of who didn't grow up in the 80s mm-hmm. of what a bad 80s movie is like. It's also like slapstick too, uh, a little sure. bit. But yeah. like the only other thing that I could really <laughs> think of... coming out against slapstick? No, I'm, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that's, that's, that's in it. Like he flips a skateboard and a car flies uh, yeah, you know, yeah. in the air and stuff like that. But the other thing I thought of was Laser Cats. Um, have you guys seen that from SNL? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, an yeah, SNL yeah. sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Oh, and, with like Ripley, isn't it? Uh, Who? Sigourney Weaver? No, it was a Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. I can't say okay. his last name. Guys, there was like ten laser cat sketches. Oh, okay, so, so yeah, there I was think probably Sigourney Weaver was. I think in she one. did appear yeah, in one yeah. of them, but like because they were like Ripley. I watched. I rewatched one recently, and it's hilarious. Yeah, they're pretty um, funny. Is like, it bad on purpose? Tr- I guess it yes. is. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm thinking of Laser Fart, the Jack Black series that was on Channel 101, oh. directed and written by Dan Harmon. Oh, okay, uh, no, but check no. out Laser Cats. But um, can we share our favorite Lonely Island shorts? Because mm, what you say? That's great. Oh yeah. I really liked jizz in my pants the first time I saw that. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. And then along the line of like Channel 101 was the Heat Vision and Jack. Oh yeah, the unmade pilot. That's an amazing Which pilot. Which is so good. Have you and seen that, April? No. Jack Black and Owen Wilson before they were famous. <laughs> Jack Black plays a scientist who got too close to the sun so his brain baked like cookie dough and <laughs> he's he had, super smart. He's absorbed. He's like, I know everything. Only if the sun is out. Also, Owen Wilson got zapped into a motorcycle that can now talk. So he's like, it's like Kit, it's like Knight Rider or yeah. something. And he's like, hey. He's and like, Ron wow. Silver, the astronaut and actor, plays himself as the villain. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting that like there's things like, um, you know, Tim and Eric. I, I don't watch Tim and Eric, but uh, I assume that's kind of, you know. Like Decker? So bad. It's like uh, his show Decker was based yeah. on. I'm was a actually, fan of Decker versus Dracula. Yeah, the, like, uh, unofficial season. Well, Decker, I believe, was based on Neil Breen, uh, Double Down. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I um, there's like that. a lot of him running up and down hills and like <laughs> yeah. climbing down. But do you think that it's possible to make a movie? Because everything we're talking about is all short form. Is it possible uh, to sustain that style for like 90 minutes? Let me ring up Steve Odenkirk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's it requires <laughs> such an Kung, amazing Kung Kung touch. Yeah. It's like yeah. such a deft touch. And I think like Garth Marenghi... Uh, I can't think of an example so though that's, good that's at a doing movie. That? I mean, yeah, just, you're, right, you're right. Even like Mr. Science Theater 3000, the movie. Woof. Yeah. It's very, very Did you difficult. see the Tim and Eric movie? I mean, I did People love that movie, yeah. but it's different. It's not bad on... It's, it's not like the TV show. 
mm-hmm. which is like bad infomercials and stuff. Like, you know what the plot of Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie is? Yeah, they, spent a, no, they, they spent a billion dollars uh, on a movie on themselves buying gold suits. Actually, <laughs> I think I just thought of an example. What was that Damon Packard movie that you played at that film fest? Oh. Um, I, I forget what it's called. Oh, um, Fatal Pulse. It has a million yeah. different titles. But Damon Packard is... It's, I mean, he's an odd individual as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he's he's doing like bad on purpose. It's not the same because it's he, just his style. It, 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 it's hard to describe. If anyone could ever watch this movie, please watch I it. I mean, the makers of Attack of the Fatal Killer Pulse. Tomatoes try to argue, "Oh, we're making a spoof," and you're like, "Oh yeah, I get it," but it's not that funny. Like doing bad on purpose. Yeah, yeah. it's very uh, it's very tricky to pull off mm-hmm. correctly, and I, uh, yeah, like you know, all the ones we've mentioned. I think, especially Garth Marenghi is my favorite. I think mm-hmm. it's just sort of pulls it off like perfectly kind of matches the you know kind of line delivery and all the sort of cliches and tropes that you kind of like remember from those things Ghost but Marenghi's Dark Place really works because as the balancing act of intercutting interviews with the cast and crew that, it's yeah. just a bad it's so tricky to explain to people yeah. it's like what it is it's uh, or what is it it's, it's like well it's a show but it's a show about the show and <laughs> yeah. then he intros it I've but probably then, like, read more so books <laughs> I, I've probably written more books than, than I've, I've read, read. it's like yeah. introduced by a guy who finds a show mm-hmm. that he did back in the 80s but the guy is very arrogant which is why it's funny which is amazing the the dean learner character yeah Yeah. and he can't comprehend like he's like a kind of stephen king or clive barker type character but he's actually um a james herbert character oh the author of the fog and the rats (laughs) which was made into deadly eyes in canada Um, okay uh, but but yeah. he's he's not aware of how bad his writing mm-hmm. is and thinks the world of himself and like you know writes himself as the star of yeah, the show. Yeah, the macho he man who is like can't do any wrong. <laughs> and so like this kid is like, it's okay. He's yeah. like, I've re- I'm not Jesus. <laughs> I realize that now. <laughs> and it has. Um, uh, anyway, watch. There's only six episodes. And it's watch all on Garth YouTube. Marenghi's yeah. Dark Place and Lasercast if you haven't seen <laughs> it. Because it's, it's really funny. Yeah. yeah. Garth um, Marenghi is all, all on YouTube, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is all on YouTube. Yep. So I think that's going to be uh, all, all we're going to do for this set of questions. Now, if you are a Patreon member, there are going to be some Patreon exclusive uh, questions that are going to come out next week that uh, if you're on the $5 level, you will get access to. These yeah, are the, that's these, where we go. Blue. This is the, <laughs> these are the sexy questions. Actually, we all wrote questions for each other, so that's what we're going to ask. No such Bye. thing after dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hosted by Still Hugh. Wait, there's a question here I do want to ask, though. What okay. movie, April, can you not stop watching? if it starts um oh yeah <laughs> it's all like uh really really bad like female movies <laughs> no i'm gonna um, say one that april yeah, legal, jesus christ superstar uh, really uh, oh, well yeah. that's like my favorite jesus movie Christ. but yeah. no uh legally christ blonde superstar. miss congeniality mm. and julie and julia i've seen like a bajillion times because they're one on minute. cable a lot okay okay yeah that makes sense colin uh, I could say for me, it's like Jaws or Goodfellas. Oh. Goodfellas is like, I don't know what it is. And yeah. I think it's just the. Uh, I agree. I will uh, say it's just like the uh, different characters, mm. different scenes. And you know it's ramping up the as well. The pace, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. the whole movie is just ratcheting it up constantly. And yeah. it's just, it that draws. Martin it, Scorsese ripped off uh, Francois Truffaut's Jewel and Jib. Oh, excuse yeah. me, Frenchie. Excusez-moi. Excusez-moi, yeah. Frenchie. No, I was, because we don't have cable anymore, but like I was home visiting um, family recently and I was like, oh, Goodfellas is on, throw it on. You're never kind of you know? flipping around I anymore. I don't remember yeah. the last time I was watching television and it stopped on a 
movie. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. Because yeah. I'd probably go like, ugh, commercials. I know. That's yeah. why we don't like, I mean, watch definitely cable. definitely. Rush yeah. Hour 2 on TBS on <laughs> Sunday. But I would always like, you know, uh, talk to friends about this like years and years ago. Like, yeah, it's like, yo, Jaws. Anytime Jaws is on, like, yeah. I'm going to kind of stop and watch uh, yeah, those those would be the two. That's what it looks like full screen. I yeah, forgot. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. Um, thank you for sticking around if you're with us for this uh, hour and a half podcast. It's all like a skeleton. April, April's, April's going to trim this down, I'm no, sure. There's more coming if you are a Patreon uh, member. Um, <laughs> so uh, tune in for a, regu- a regular episode in two weeks. Um, you can email us at no such thing is a bad movie at gmail.com. Tweet at us at no such thing pod. I'm at April at Mansky. Uh, on Twitter, uh, Jesse- I'm at Leisure Suit Larry fan number one. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to get a Leisure Suit Larry joke somewhere there. Oh, so no, nice. I'm at uh, Decluge D E C L O U X letter J. I've never played Leisure Suit Larry. Only read about it in Sierra Magazine. Uh, you can also listen to the Important Cinema Club podcast uh, by going to importantcinemaclub.com. And yep, that's pretty much it. Uh, I have played Leisure Suit Larry many, many times uh, at, ooh, <laughs> at night. At night, when my parents were sleeping. Colin, what are those PC beeps and bloops? <laughs> Is that a porno? And no. What's, what's your Twitter? Oh, I'm confident that it's at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-N. Yes. Very good. Yeah. I didn't um, even look at my computer this time. So that, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for dropping by. And thank you for listening for an entire year. I'm April Omanski. Holy shit. I'm Justin McClue. And I've been listening for a year on a my year. computer. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm Colin Cunningham. <laughs> and there's no such thing as a bad movie.